This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. My sons and I watched uh, Concussion. My boys hadn't seen it, and, and uh, so we watched it together, and it was, it was fascinating because upon second viewing of that movie, uh, I thought, all right, I'm, I, this time I'm going to look into this a little bit deeper because... Wow, is that a one-sided presentation (laughs) of the concussion situation and the CTE problem in the NFL. And, uh, yeah, when you look into it and you see the actual facts, uh, that's really one-sided. Is CTE a problem? Yeah, probably. It probably is. But we don't know the extent of it because they have since found that about 90% of the brains they've studied from guys who have died who are for, former NFL players, about 90% of them have CTE. Well, if 90% of NFL players have it and they're not exhibiting these symptoms, um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, there uh, might be something to learn there. Something maybe wrong there, like maybe CTE affects some people differently than others. Maybe some people don't have any problems at all with it maybe and maybe large swaths of the population that aren't nfl players also, also have, have it, it. They, they have no idea yeah they don't know we had a, we did an interview with uh, dr david chow who's a, one of the leading guys as far as uh, injuries go in the nfl and you know he he really adds i think really interesting perspective to this if you you know if you're not a football fan uh this is a story that i think is separate from that it's a story about how the media gets on to a mm. kick mm-hmm. and will fa- finds a villain that a bunch of rich people who have too much money and don't care about people. I mean, it, this is a story you could read in any p- politics situation. It's the same thing. This happens all the time. They found their victim. They found their uh, their enemy. And now they're just going to destroy and attempt to destroy this, uh, you know, this organization, in this case, the NFL. But we've seen this in how many. I mean, it's big oil. It's big pharma. It's mm-hmm. the same story with all of these things. And this is going on now in the NFL. Obviously, it's something that we care about uh, quite a bit. Um, but listen to from a doctor's perspective, what they actually know uh, about concussions and the research that goes into uh, discovering CTE. Do they CTE. know everything? You'd Absolutely. think they knew everything. Yeah, you would. And you think they knew everything in about 1800, and the NFL has <laughs> yes. hidden all the information. Yes. Um, and that's and what they've I'm been sure. killing people who tried to uncover it. Right. And I'm sure that's what the Will Smith movie I mean, tells they, you, right? They show, Basically. they show the doctor's wife being followed by somebody presumably hired by or with the NFL. And then she has a miscarriage because she's so scared. None of that happened. The miscarriage didn't happen. She didn't even have a miscarriage. And it certainly wasn't NFL-related. She didn't even have the miscarriage. Didn't even have the miscarriage. 
I mean, it's, I mean, why it's unbelievable how they demonize the NFL. I mean, did they do some things that they tried to discredit the guy? Yeah, probably. But that's be- because these other guys were telling them, this isn't, a- we don't know yet. Right. Other doctors disagreed with his analysis, right. first of all. Second of all, some of the people who are huge proponents now and on the side of, uh, of, of the orig- original doctor who discovered this, uh, they also didn't believe him through this period. I mean, yeah. they were also looking at his information saying, eh, it doesn't really seem like much of anything. Right. And the doctor himself, Omalu, uh, yeah. Bennett Omalu, uh, is presented almost saintly yeah. in the movie. He can do no wrong. And, in fact, his boss is indicted at one point, and they make it look like it's because of Omalu and his quest against the NFL that the NFL ha- sicked the government on him. Well, that didn't happen because... Jeez. Yeah, that didn't, didn't happen at all. Not only that... But Omalu says during the uh, arrest period where his, where his uh, boss is being arrested, I will not testify. I will. He did testify against the guy. <laughs> not only did he not say he wasn't going to testify, he <laughs> did testify against wow. his boss. And his boss was exonerated. I mean, Again, it's a, a weird thing. If you have really a weird. good case, why are you doing that? Why? You know, I mean, why, why bother? Why? Uh, anyway, let's let's watch some of this. This is uh, Dr. David Chow, a big uh, NFL injury um, expert. And I also saw, we should talk about this as well, uh, I saw Sully this weekend. Oh, um, how was this? Uh, it was really good. We'll talk about yeah, it here right. in, in a little bit. Because it, it's, it's the same genre. And as I was watching this, I was thinking, this is essentially my favorite genre of film, which is take a recent uh, historically true event mm-hmm. and make a dramatized version of it so I can watch it and it's not boring. It's like, right. like a boring history lesson, but you get the most of it. And they take so many liberties. You wonder why they do it. Um, so we'll talk about that here in just a minute. Okay. But here's an interview with Dr. David Chow. As a Philadelphia Eagles fan, I have sacrificed a lot for the game. Time, money, <laughs> blood, tears, my pride. The list goes on. But it's all been worth it because I love football. And I don't like when football is mocked. I don't like when the Eagles are mocked. I don't like when they demonize the game. That's just my thing. Now, there's been a lot of debate about uh, football and concussions recently. The sport itself, is it really to blame? Here to address the issue is Dr. David Chow, uh, basically the top guy when it comes to NFL uh, injuries in the NFL. Um, And this is a really, you know, it's an interesting topic. Now, as an Eagles fan, I would love nothing more than to be able to find a new thing to mock Jerry Jones about. Um, but he made a comment about concussions, and he was really hammered about it, saying that there basically was no link between CTE, the brain disease that everyone's been talking about, uh, and football. Can you kind of explain, was he as crazy as everybody has kind of made him out to be? Well, you know, it just is a bad look when you use the word absurd when you're describing any link. And uh, the reality is both sides, the NFL and concussion advocates, are wordsmith. It's really about what the definition of link is. If you're asking the question, is there a medical link, cause and effect between football and CTE, that's not been established. If you're asking the word link, using the word link as an association, is there an association with concussions that you get from football and CTE, some sort of association, that is probably yes. So it's just a matter of how you're looking at it. Because that's, I mean, it's kind of a shocking statement, I think, to most people to learn this. 
And I think it's because of sort of the, the way it's been portrayed in the media. Obviously, you've got, you know, Will Smith movies about it. There's been a lot of attention on this topic. But, you know, it seems like we're sort of at the beginning of our knowledge on the, the association here. And while it does seem that there is an association, do we know what are the variables that we don't yet know about? Well, we are in in our infancy in terms of what we know about concussion. Mm. I've said often for the last couple of years that there is way more that we don't know about concussions than what we do know. And there's a lot more work that needs to be, be done. For example, every concussion now is almost treated the same. A concussion is a concussion. It's almost like the 1950s pre-MRI where we said a knee sprain. An ACL was a knee sprain. A meniscus tear was a knee, knee sprain. A patella injury was a knee sprain. It was all one category. That's where we are right now. Every concussion is just a concussion. I think one day we'll have, let's say, a grade two temporal lobe concussion or a grade three B occipital lobe concussion, and they'll be treated differently. Right now, there's even debate how to treat concussions, whether total rest and quiet is the way to go. There was a conference a couple of months ago where some of the leaders are suggesting uh, controlled use of the brain is actually better for recovery. I think as we go on, we'll, we'll learn more. And I guess I had a question as I was thinking of, of, of this, because it's seemingly so new. It seemed to have rushed into the, the public sphere so fast. Do we have a basis, sort of a baseline to understand how many regular average people have CTE when they die or how many people who play other dangerous sports like uh, extreme sports or, uh, you know, rugby or whatever? Do we have any sort of basis to compare the NFL? Is it any different than these other activities? We don't have a firm basis to compare. One of the problems is CTE can only be diagnosed posthumously, so it's only on autopsy. There was one group slash company that was claiming they could find it in the living with a super MRI test, but the FDA told them to cease. So we have no way of knowing who in the living has it. So since we're chasing it afterwards uh, on autopsy, we don't know what it is in the regular population. And so there's some good worry about it, but there's no real hard data yet. Is there something, um, I've heard you say before, that when you're talking about things that we don't know, uh, is there a possibility that it has, uh, that other factors are at play when it comes to genetics or it comes to potentially steroid use or other factors that, because, you know, obviously we look at the entire basis of football players and certainly not everyone is having a Mike Webster situation, which is one of the most tragic. Most people, you know, there's certainly lots of people that are going through this and coming out seemingly okay. Do we have any idea what those other factors could be that cause these really bad incidents? We don't know for sure yet. And, and as a normal disclaimer, I'm an orthopedic surgeon, sports medicine expert, mm-hmm. been in the NFL 17 years, so I'm aware of the situation. But I'm not one of the concussion researchers. Right. I've talked to them. I know what's going on in general. But not only do we not know the role of genetics and other factors, we don't really know if it's the lights out, you got Jack hit that causes CTE, or is it the thousands of subconcussive blows that you get routinely in practice or in a routine game? The NFL has done a great job in trying to legislate out some of those helmet-to-helmet big hits where players are knocked unconscious, but we don't even know if it's those hits that render you unconscious are the ones that are causing potentially the CTE. That's unfortunately how little we know right now. 
I think this is shocking to people to hear this because the way it's presented is you are, uh, you know, you are in the tobacco industry in the uh, early 90s denying all the science if you come out here and, t- and, and, and give this full perspective. And I think like it's, as a fan, I see two sides of, of this issue where that are trying to do their best. I don't I, 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 I cringe at the, the way the NFL is presented as this bunch of genocidal maniacs that are only out for their own greed and trying to hide the science and don't care about their own players. Is it is it have they acted, in your opinion, as a as a as a doctor, have they acted appropriately? Have they uh, you know, what, what, what's your perspective as far as that goes? Well, first of all, I worked in the league for a team, but I was never an NFL employee, and I'm not now. I'm not out to criticize the NFL, uh, nor am I out to protect the NFL. But looking at it objectively, I think it's fair to say science in general was very slow to recognize concussions and CTE. And it's fair to say, historically, the NFL fell in line by being very slow to recognize some of it. I think the NFL's actions over the last few years have been pretty good. About half of the rules changes have all been about concussions. Is it enough? Can you argue too little too late? Who knows? But the bottom line is, with so much being unknown, I do think the league is trying to do its best. But the comments from Jerry Jones or the comments from uh, Robert Ursay, Jim Ursay, the Ursays and and, and the Colts, and the the comments about, uh, you know, uh, you can get hurt sitting on a couch, they don't sit very well. I think the comments that are realistic where Jeffrey Miller said there is some realistic link of some sort mean something. I think trying to defend research that's over a decade old, which clearly admitted some concussions, that's hard to defend. Admit the mistake and move on and move on to what you're doing, which I think is relatively positive. By making those comments and other things, it sort of puts you in a bad light. So I do think the NFL is trying. Um, let me ask you one more question about this as far as timelines go. You, I know you've written about this and, you know, the Frontline documentary covered this in depth as well. In 2008, the, one of the lead doctors at BU, they discussed looking at the, the guy from Tampa. It was the sixth known case of CTE. The sixth. That's 2008. And she herself describes this as a turning point where we're first realizing, holy crap, this is a big deal for the first time. In 2009, the next year is the first time the NFL admits that there's some association here and the first time that they change their rules to protect the players. From a medical perspective, is that too long to wait? Were they really that crazy out of step with the process of going through understanding the science and trying to adapt? I don't know if they were. I remember in 2008, 2009, and 2010, the NFL instituted a series of mandatory uh, medical conferences that every head team physician and head athletic trainer needed to attend to get on the latest with it. And they did those scientific conferences with the Department of Defense where there was a lot of confession research. So I don't know that they were that slow compared to the world. The problem is, if you look at my direct professional orthopedics, for decades, we took out meniscus and caused arthritis in, in, in people in the 60s and 70s and didn't know the difference. For uh, many decades, an ACL tear ended your career. And now look at Adrian Peterson's and wherever. So science only moves so fast. And I do agree, if you look at it from your perspective, the time frame, you know, it's the late, you know, 2008, 2009 that the ball gets rolling. 
That's kind of when a lot of the rules changes started to come, come into play, which is why I'm an advocate of the NFL admitting where it was slow and moving on and, and showing the world what it can do with its actions going forward, that it's on the up and up. That's uh, and that's really interesting. I mean, it really is a question of motivation. And I, I, I feel like it's been misrepresented in the media. And I really appreciate you shedding some light on kind of how this stuff works and uh, and and the, sort of the process there, because it's, it goes a little bit, I think, above the average fan's head. But you really have a great way of explaining it. Thanks so much. Thank you, Dr. David Chow. Appreciate it. Interesting. It's I mean, that is not it's the a, story you hear. From no. The media. Oh, my gosh. And it's not the story. Close. It's not the story you get from Concussion, which, uh, again, is a really good movie. And and I think Will Smith's good in it. Um, but, wow, is that a one-sided is that a one-sided presentation? It's it's unfair to the NFL. And to me, perhaps the most <clears throat> devastating point of showing how ridiculous this has been treated is that the sixth known case mm-hmm. of CTE happened in 2008, which the, the researchers themselves describe as a turning point in understanding that this was a real thing. Yeah. 2008. In 2009, the NFL started changing the rules. Like, and they changed one them. a year <clears throat> afterwards. And now they've changed them so much. There are games when I'm like, what is this, flag football? Yeah, you can't even recognize the sport at times. Can you freaking tackle anybody anymore? Is it two hands below the waist? What do I have to do here to get a guy, you know, to stop running? I can't can't tackle him. There have been penalties that are absolutely absurd now. Especially when it, if it involves a quarterback, you have to, you almost have to lay down foam for him. And then gently lay him down on it. Yeah. Or you get a fl- you get a flag. And that might not be enough. And that might not foam, be enough. The foam might not have been thick enough. <laughs> right. Because remember, it was a quarterbacks initially. <laughs> now, as you point out, even in college with wide receivers, this is a good day to do this with Pat, by the way. Yeah. As he's infuriated. <laughs> uh, Two but, of our best defensive players uh, are out, not just for the half of the game on Saturday. Yeah, they're week. out for the first half of the next game. I- <laughs> Bizarre. Why? And it's because it's because of the concussion thing. That's why. Right. And and it's it's they're obviously now realizing how rough it is in the media. So they remember this is an organization that's given a billion dollars. This is not like something they're, they've given a billion dollars uh, in a settlement uh, to to go with. And didn't uh, they say that wasn't enough? Yeah. It was at first. It was seven hundred million, I think, and then they they've upped it to one point two. Yeah. 1. And then they million. accepted that. I think so. Again, okay. it, you know. Who's not going to matter? It's a lot of money, but that was that no matter what spread among five thousand people. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I, I think that yeah, I it, think was, the it was the settlement for, everyone, for the right? entire group. But yeah. that's a lot of money. That is, um, and you know, look, I, have they been perfect? No. Does every organ? I think this happens with every organization. Every organization. If you're making a product and people come to you and say, "Hey, your product is is doing bad things," you're gonna be like, "Holy crap! I, I hope it's not." Wait, let me see the research. Oh wait, that research isn't backed up by the doc by the highly renowned doctor that I have working for me yeah. who's telling me the exact opposite. And you might mm-hmm. say, well, they should have known um, that, uh, that you know, one of their employees would not be honest about it. But there, as I just said, it was until 2008 before anybody even recognized that it was a real yeah. thing. And this is from the researchers that are criticizing mm-hmm. the NFL. And there are so many other factors, too, involved in these. With, with the, even the, you know, this all started in Pittsburgh with the Steelers and with Mike uh, Webster. Yeah, yeah. But then there was, uh, they said in the movie, 12 Pittsburgh Steelers had died in the previous few years. And then I think there were two or three more who died after Mike Webster that were also 
um, suspicious, suspicious and confirmed to be CTE. So once they died, then they take their brains apart and they, they check and they have CTE. But there's so many other factors in these guys lives. Like in one of the cases, well, for Mike Webster, serious, serious abuse when he was a child. I mean, he was abused terribly. Could that have caused mental problems? Yes. Uh, alcoholism. Could that have caused uh, some problems in his life, like living in a truck? Yes. Now, could CTE have contributed to his alcoholism? Yes, but we don't know specifically. Yeah. The other, uh, another guy, one of the other uh, linemen uh, who died, um, was uh, was on steroids. A massive steroid abuser. Uh, could that have contributed? Yeah, yeah, it could. Uh, marital problems. Which one caused the other? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But I guess we expect the NFL to just assume. It it is the uh, collisions between their players, right? It's just it's just hard to imagine. Not to mention, of course, most of those collisions are happening before they get into the NFL. I mean, they're going through their I was, entire. I was just going to mention that what collision actually caused the the pain? Was it the collision in eighth grade or ninth grade, or in or, college, or, or, right. or, in, yeah. or, I mean, or is it the aggregate? I don't, and that I don't was know. what I thought was interesting. In that, like, they're so. As he said, the infancy, the infancy of our understanding of concussions, that they don't know if it's big solo hits out. or tiny, tiny hits over a long period of time. They don't know if it's yeah. only the concussions by themselves or if it's concussions combined with genetics or alcoholism or abuse or any other number of factors. Right. They don't know. They don't know if everyone has it or no one has it. They don't know if football players are, get it specifically or that every other place, uh, every other person uh, might get it or yeah. at least get something similar to it. They yeah. really don't know. They don't know if surfers get it or extreme sports people get it or anyway. They, they are so early on this. And I thought he made a really interesting observation in that, like, it's like how we were with knee injuries a while ago, where we would just say, he hurt his knee. Now you know ACL right. and MCL difference, what and, it is, and, and man. sprains and, and degrees of those sprains and, yeah. and tears how and everything else. How long it takes to rehab back for each one of exactly. those, all of it. Man. I mean, ACL used to end your career. Uh, now you come back the next year and rush for almost 2,000 yards. There was a group of people, and I, dang it, I can't remember who it was, um, what sport it is or what activity it is that also has a high percentage of CTE involved. Mm. Uh, but they don't have it wasn't a contact sport. Uh, I can't. It was like they jump up and down or something. I, I, I can't even remember. Extreme eating. It was the extreme eating. Uh, I so, don't think they yeah, jump no, up and not, down. Yeah, Jeff, just jump. so you know, that's not a sport. Just uh, so you know. No, it's extreme. Yeah. Speed eating is a sport. But what you do is not a sport. No. You just eat. No, that's extreme just, eating, that's a sport. That's just you eating. Those Those well. You've just added the word extreme to make it seem do. like a sport. It's, it's just you eating. Just eating. That's what we that's what we do. <laughs> the experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099.
No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply.